Everybody loves catching green lights. Whether it's the one that I tried to catch coming down 96 this morning from Waterloo, 336 that intersection, all of us love catching green lights. And according to Matthew McConaughey in his second book, or number two book on the New York Times bestselling list, uh, Green Lights, he says that a green light is this, catching green lights Catching green's lights is all about skill, intent, context, consideration, endurance, anticipation, resilience, speed, discipline, and timing. We can catch more green lights by simply identifying where the red lights are in our life and then change course to hit few of them. And then a few pages later, he goes on to say that really, Sometimes yellow lights are actually green lights. Sometimes red lights are actually green lights. It all depends on how you look at them. And if you can see them in the right way, you can see them for what they are. Now, I want to be clear. I'm going to have a couple more quotes from McConaughey's book. Uh, this is not necessarily endorsing his book. Uh, it's very, very raw if you read it. It's transparent. Um, it contains harsh languages. I would say it was a rated R kind of a book or a read. But in understanding how people in our world think, I picked it up. Actually, I downloaded it and wanted to take a look. And I think I'm about 50 pages left. And as I read it, my prayer is that McConnelly is one of those celebrities that is actually starting to live out his faith story. And uh, he doesn't have the advantage of doing that uh, separately. Everybody sees how he's living his faith story out. So just like all of us, uh, there's mistakes, there's hiccups and those kinds of things. And that's a part of uh, who he is, like it's a part of all of us. And I would imagine in maybe five to ten years, if he was going to redo uh, his book, Green Lights, he might uh, down it to a PG book rather than a rated R book. But we'll have to see about that. By the way, uh, Matthew goes to the same church that uh, football star Nick Foles goes to. And uh, that's a quarterback that gives my Patriots a run for their money. Uh, it's a non-denominational church in Texas. And again, uh, he said the first time he went to that church was the first time he went to a church and didn't feel guilty. Convicted, yes, but guilty, no. So that's a kind of a cool thing. So why are we talking about green lights the Sunday before Thanksgiving? You see, seeing life as one green light after another, even though there are some that are yellow and red, is actually a sign of gratefulness. Gratefulness is the key to catching green lights. For example, James' brother Jesus uh, has this passage, and we've read it recently, that has green lights, yellow lights, and red lights. But again, as you see them, all of a sudden you have a sense of gratitude and you start to move through them. So we read in James 1, 2 through 4, this. Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any ways. You will be all that God wants you to be. That's green lights. That's taking the things going on in life and having a sense of gratitude, even for the tough times, because we know they shape us and develop us 
And under that pressure, in a sense, our faith either really flourishes, shows who we are, or it shows some of the areas we need to work on. McConley again writes this. He writes, I believe everything we do in life is part of a plan. Sometimes that plan goes as intended, realizing that this, or sometimes it doesn't. That's part of the plan, realizing that it is a green light in itself. You see, the tipping point of seeing green lights really is our gratefulness. It's that sense of gratefulness towards God. Um, It's uh, the difference of seeing a glass half full or half empty. And that's really what uh, James is getting at, is you and I uh, hear what James has to say to us. We're seeing that even the pressures in life, even the what at first seems like a red light, can actually become a green light. A yellow light can become a green light as we look back on that. And, uh, you know, isn't that the story of the pilgrims at Thanksgiving? Uh, They had a lot of red lights. They had a lot of yellow lights. And they also had a lot of green lights. And in that pressure, in that extreme pressure, it was forced open to see who they really were as men and women. Would they survive in this new frontier? Would they be able to do that? Would they be able to cross uh, for 66 days in the open ocean in a little boat, Mayflower? Would they be able to do that? And so they had to have this sense of gratitude. And a couple years after they landed on Plymouth Rock, this is what the governor makes this proclamation, and it really shows that they identified even the red lights, even the yellow lights as green lights because they had a sense of gratitude. Uh, We read this. Insomuch as the great Father has given us this year an abundant harvest of Indian corn, wheat, peas, beans, squash, and garden vegetables, and has made the forest to abide with game and the sea with fish and clams, and inasmuch as he's protected us from the ravages of the savages, has spared us from pestilence and disease, has granted us freedom to worship God according to the dictates of our own conscience. Now I, your magistrate, do proclaim that all ye pilgrims, with all ye your wives and your little ones, do gather at ye meeting house on ye hill between the hours of 9 and 12 in the daytime on Thursday, November 29th of the year of our Lord, 1,623. And the, the third year since we, ye pilgrims, landed on ye pilgrim rock, there to listen to ye pastor and to render thanksgiving to ye Almighty God for all his blessings. You see, Governor Bradford and the pilgrims wanted to celebrate. And I don't know if you realize this, but again, I already mentioned it was 66 days in that open sea. Uh, They actually started uh, to build their little town December 16th, 1620. And you got to remember, as we know, December 16th, it is cold. So they are living on the boat, building their town. It is hard. Many of the colonists fell ill. Uh, They were probably suffering from scurvy and and pneumonia caused by a lack of shelter uh, in the cold and wet weather. Now, the pilgrims weren't starving, uh, yet their sea diet was very high in salt, which weakened their bodies on the long journey and during that first winter. And so remember, we're celebrating Thanksgiving, but leading up to that really a year, two years, three years earlier, 
uh, that first winter, as many as two or three people died the first two months on land. So they started with 102 settlers, and by the way, when they got through that first year, they were down to 52. Yet God began to work, do his work to form our great nation. So when you think about them, they really were living what James said, and in their celebration, they were saying all those red lights, all those yellow lights, and the green lights, we take with gratitude. And we see even those other lights as green lights in our lives. Uh, we can find a very similar story in the Older Testament, uh, but I have to say that the story of the pilgrims, uh, as they traveled, was a little bit different, but there was one major difference, and that was the lack of gratitude. In this Old Testament story, they didn't see the green lights. They didn't even see the real green lights. They definitely didn't see a red light turning into a green light or a yellow light turning into a green light. They were catching them, but they just didn't see them because it all hinges on gratefulness. And that Old Testament story is found in Numbers chapter 11, verses 1 through 33. We're not going to read them all, but uh, beginning in verse 1, this is what we see. Now the people complained about their hardships in the hearing of the Lord. And when he had heard them, his anger was arose, arised, arose. And uh, you, you go, well, what, why, didn't you, why didn't the Lord give, him a, give them a little slack? If you go back, they were just complaining over and over and over again. And their complaint was really an affront to God. They were saying, God, we don't trust you. Uh, yes, you've done all these miracles to get us out of Egypt. Uh, you're part of the sea, on and on and on and on. But uh, they, just, they just weren't happy. You see, they didn't have gratitude. So even their green lights turned bad for them. And they were catching them, but they weren't experiencing them. Uh, later on, we read just a few verses down, the riffraff among the people had a craving, and soon they had the people of Israel whining, why can't we have meat? We ate fish in Egypt and got it free, to say nothing of cucumbers and melons, the leeks and the onions and the garlic. They wanted to go back. They couldn't see. It all hinged on their gratitude. They weren't catching or seeing the green lights. In verse 6, we read, But nothing tastes good out here. We get is manna, 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 manna. They were just grumbling. There was no gratitude. They didn't see the green lights. And it shaped their total experience. Whereas the pilgrims... They had lots of tough times, lots of red lights, and yet they somehow, three years later, are celebrating out of a grateful heart. It wasn't manufactured. They were really celebrating, yet Israel just doesn't see it. And they complain about the manna, and they really, what they're saying is they're rejecting God's provision for them. Likewise, you and I in our own life, uh, we're living in crazy times, and we can look at our world and uh, we don't see, because we're not coming to it with a sense of gratitude, we don't see the green lights that God has already allowed us to catch, allowed us to enjoy. And then if there ever be a yellow light, a little bit of a caution, it, it really starts to bother us. And if uh, there's a red light, we're really upset. 
But it all hinges on this idea of gratitude as we look at our world and we see what's happening and what is happening, having this sense of gratitude and for how God provides. And again, when the Israelites were rejecting the manna, when they saying we don't even like the way it tastes, they in a sense really were saying, we don't like God how you taste. A uh, familiar passage to uh, some of us is this uh, from Psalms. It says, open your mouth and taste. Open your eyes and see how good God is. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in me. And really, there wasn't, that wasn't happening with the majority of the Israelites. They weren't saying God tastes good. That manner expression. Those of us who know Jesus' words in the New Testament talks about he himself being the manna, he himself being the bread of life, that manna, that bread. And uh, they're not liking what they're experiencing. They're not liking what they hear. Uh, Moses then is put in this really awkward position. Moses here heard the people grumbling or complaining. Uh, people from every family were sitting by their tents and complaining. Uh, they, the Lord became very angry, and this made Moses very upset. He asked the Lord, why did you bring this trouble on me? I am your servant. What did I do wrong? What did I do to upset you? Why did you give me responsibility over all these people? And it's just heavy, heavy, heavy. They weren't seeing the green lights. The yellow lights really upset them. And the red lights were just horrible. But if you and I are going to function differently than they are, if we're going to take our cues from the way the pilgrims functioned, we need to realize that, yes, there are green lights. We can catch them. They're wonderful. There are yellow lights, and the yellow lights actually help us. In an intersection, a yellow light helps us. It warns us to slow down and, and stop and, and maybe not shoot through that intersection because there's going to be trouble if we do. And likewise, a red light is a fantastic thing. If, if we got a green light when we were supposed to get a red light, there would be an accident, which reminds me of this. I thought you'd never ask. See red light? Green light. Danielson. Yeah. What's up with grid 34? Let's check it out. <laughs> hey. Hey. Oh, oops. Did I? That, oops. Wow. But it's awesome. Is that not awesome? Can you change it back? Yeah. <laughs> Those red lights are important. They're good. So even from a perspective of walking through life, when you and I get an actual red light, and it's from the Lord, it's actually protecting us from something. It's helping us avoid something. So gratefulness is the green light to life. If you and I have a sense of gratefulness, if it's always overflowing in our life, it just brings life uh, into focus. It gives us a fullness. It gives us a satisfaction even when there are red and yellow lights. And for us, it really comes down to is choosing an attitude of gratitude. Are we, are we going to walk that way? Are we going to choose that way? And I don't know about you, but I have to work on that. It doesn't come naturally to me. I actually have to think, be positive. I have to think, this is a good thing. I have to take stock, take inventory of how God has given me green lights. I even need to take inventory of some of those yellow lights and saying, Wow, that 
caused me to slow down, to pause, to stop, and that's wonderful, and I need to celebrate the red lights. I can think of times in my life where I was ready to do something, and I got a red light, and I didn't like it. I wanted to keep going, but that red light actually saved me from something. So we have to be aware of that. Uh, Matthew McConnelly again says this. He says, I have seen many tribes in the deserts of northern Africa who, with nine children and no electricity, had more, love, more joy, more love, more honor, and laughter than the majority of the most materially rich people I've ever met. And when you and I start digesting that, we realize that uh, Matthew McConley's circles are a lot more wealthier than our circles. So even in our circles, that applies. But in Matthew McConley's circles, it applies that much more. And see, that's that choosing an attitude of gratitude. Now, we're going to walk through some outlining things, and we're going to follow this outline. I'm very thankful to uh, Greg Rochelle at Life Church. He provides a lot of materials. And so some of uh, this outline we're using uh, comes right from a message that he gave and, and shared with all of us. Uh, so choosing an attitude of gratitude changes everything. So as we're thinking about Thanksgiving, as we're thinking about all that's going on, uh, I know I want this to increase in my life because it starts to change everything. Again, that quote from Akani about that uh, family living in Africa, they're happy, they're joyful. They have way more than we have. Uh, basically, if you make minimum wage, you earn more than 32 times more than half of the world's population. So that's unbelievable. So again, choosing uh, that attitude of gratitude. So the first thing we need to realize is that catching the green light involves knowing everything good you have comes from God. Everything good you have comes from God. Yes, you engaged in your life. Yes, uh, you took the skills, your abilities, your hard work, your time, and maybe made something happen. But the reality is, if God hadn't given you those skills, given you those abilities, given you those opportunities, you would be, in a sense, dead in the water. You would be stopped on the road. You would be broken down on the side. So everything good that you and I experience comes from uh, God, comes from the Father. We read this in James. Again, every good, everything good comes from God. Every perfect gift is from God. These good gifts come down from the Father who made all the lights in the sky. But God never changes like the shadows from those lights. He is always the same. And that is just fantastic. Not only do the good gifts come from him, but he never changes. He is consistent. Just a couple things to think about when it comes to God and his goodness. God is completely good and will never not be good. Circle those two words, completely and never. Uh, it just, just, just won't happen. He's never going to stop in that area. Uh, we also see that God is consistently good and good and could never be less than good. You don't have to wonder if today he's going to not be as good as he was yesterday. It doesn't drop off. His goodness remains the same. We see that with constantly. And we see that with the idea of less. Also, the other line says, God is unchangeable 
infinitely good, and everything he does is good. Uh, you could take those three statements and put them someplace and just read them every day this week, and that would start to change your heart, change my heart for gratefulness. So the understanding that uh, he is doing that way. Another way, another thing involved in catching green lights is this. Catching a green light involves knowing everything good you have comes from God. Oh, that's the one we just read. Uh, excuse me. Catching a green light involves not allowing what you want to rob you of what you have. Have you ever had something that you're really enjoying and then all of a sudden, for some reason, you notice there's something out there that's maybe a little better, maybe a little different. And all of a sudden, the thing you had that you cherished, that you enjoyed, that you were thankful for, uh, becomes something you don't care about anymore because you have seen something else. And now what you have, uh, that joy from that item is just, is just gone. Uh, sometimes that may happen. You, you buy a, a car or something and and you're really happy with it, and then someone else in your neighborhood, someone else you know, gets another car that's just a little bit better, and then you're like, my car stinks now. Uh, maybe it's uh, uh, other things. Maybe it's, it's your house. You're enjoying your house, and all of a sudden, you see something else, and now what you have, what you now have, you don't really care about anymore, and you want something else. Understanding that. Uh, we read this in uh, Ecclesiastes. It is better to be happy with what you have than to always want more and more. Always wanting more and more is useless. It is like trying to catch the wind. And I have to be honest with you this week, it's a little convicting because I got one of those new iPhones. I got an iPhone 12 this week and, and it's amazing that uh, we live in a society where we can actually have something that works and put it aside and get something else. Now, fortunately, somebody else wanted what I had, what works, but it's just that reminder that it's just kind of built into our culture, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. I do have to admit that I didn't have the 11, so I did wait a little bit, but not as long as maybe I should have. But this idea of, you know, it's just chasing after the wind. When we have gratitude, it turns what we have into enough. When you're thankful, going back to that story about that family living in Africa, they had gratitude. They were thankful. There was joy in that home. And because they had that, even though they didn't have much by our standards, that was enough. I encourage you. Uh, um, this year it's not going to be happening, but we have the healthy Ninos trip to Honduras. And yes, it's great to give your life away, take a week and go there and serve. But it's also an eye-opener because we start to realize how much we do have, and that what we do have is enough. Being exposed to those situations is helpful in understanding that. We read in Hebrews, don't be obsessed with getting more material things. Be relaxed with what you have, since God assured us, I'll never let you down, never walk away or leave you. You see, if it's not happy people that are grateful. It's grateful people that are happy. Listen to that again. It's not happy people who are grateful. It's grateful people who are happy. And I am absolutely sure in some circle in your life, you know some people that are grateful with little, with less, and they are happy. 
and you know a lot of people that are trying to be happy, and they're just not happy because they aren't grateful. Paul, the Apostle Paul, uh, someone who started out not liking Jesus followers, Christ followers, actually trying to extinguish the movement, and then he comes in contact with Christ. It changes his life inside and out, and uh, he traveled in really uh, you know, high, upper-level uh, circles when he started off, and, and life had changed, and now he at times was in prison and these things for his faith. But this is what he writes to the church at Philippi. He writes this. I am telling you this, but not because I need something. I have learned to be satisfied with what I have and with what happens. I know how to live when I'm poor and when I have plenty. I've learned the secret of how to live through any kind of situation. When I've had enough to eat or when I am hungry, when I have everything I need or when I have nothing, Christ is the one who gives me strength I need to do whatever I must do. I love that last uh, sentence, verse 13. We've heard it a lot of ways, but I love the way it presents that Christ is the one who gives me the strength. I need to do whatever I must do. Also, we realize that those who catch green lights turn the blessing into praise. When you have a blessing, when you have something that go, wow, this is wonderful, when you've caught one of those green lights, instead of just saying, yes, this is mine, I got it, it's an attitude that says, I'm going to praise, I'm going to be thankful, I'm going to be happy. Because when you and I don't do that, when I don't turn blessings into praise, they become pride. Have you ever had something and you enjoy it, and you feel a little accomplished because you've had it. Uh, maybe it has something to do with your possessions. Maybe it has something to do with your children. Uh, maybe it has something to do at work. Uh, maybe it even has something to do with your own spirituality. God has blessed you with insight and understanding, and you would say, man, my walk with God is good. It's wonderful. And if we're not careful, all those green lights, all those wonderful things can actually turn into pride when we don't very quickly look to God and thank Him and praise Him and and just say, thank you, God, for these blessings. I'm not a self-made person. I'm a God-made person. So when I have a blessing in my life, when something seems to drop into my life, when I've worked hard to achieve something, I need to realize that I need to bless and praise God for that thing rather than accept it as it's mine, I made it, it happened. Because when that happens, uh, we get pride. And uh, I'm too embarrassed for some of the times this has happened in my own life, so I'm not going to tell you a little story about when something's been good in my life. And actually, rather than praising God, being thankful for God, I kind of took credit for it. And it gave me a little thought of contempt for somebody else. And then God very quickly uh, reminded me that I couldn't handle the life that somebody else had who didn't have these things. It was almost a a sign of weakness for me that he was giving me this blessing because he didn't know how I would navigate without it. So again, make sure our blessings don't become pride. I will praise you as long as I live, lifting up my hands to you in prayer. You satisfy me more than riches feast. I will praise you with songs of joy. You satisfy. We can go back to the story of the Israelites. 
We can go back to the story of the pilgrims. We can go back to John chapter 6 when Jesus talked about him being the bread of life. And a lot of times the reason we aren't grateful is we are not satisfied with God more than anything else. That's why the Israelites could cry, this manna, 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 this is all we get. That's why sometimes you and I can say, yes, following Christ is wonderful, but I need these other things around the edges. It's not bad to have those other things around the edges. But the question for us is having that sense of gratitude where what really satisfies is Him. Read another psalm. Oh, my soul, bless God. Don't forget a single blessing. He forgives your sins, everyone. He heals your diseases, everyone. He redeems you from hell, saves your life. He crowns you with love and mercy, a paradise crown. He wraps you in goodness, beauty eternal. He renews your youth. You're always young in his presence. God makes everything come out right. He puts victims back on their feet. If you're a Christ follower, that is the story of your and my soul, our heart. There's so much, so much to be grateful in that. So what are we going to do? We're moving into Thanksgiving. It's going to be a little different. We've got to deal with COVID restrictions and all of this. Uh, Some of us are still trying to digest the political system and what's going on in the world. And then there's all the other regular day stuff that we have to deal with. Are we going to move in and catch the green lights, see the green lights for what they are? Are we going to even see that some of the red lights in our life are actually protecting us from something, that a yellow light might be a warning? Are we going to have that sense of gratitude? Because when we are grateful, we see more green lights. I love when I come into contact with someone that just has a joy about even the little things. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. They just see it because they have a sense of gratitude, and they say, I'm catching all kinds of green lights because their hearts attuned to that. That's my hope. That's my dream for all of us this Thanksgiving season, that we'll see the green lights because we have an overflowing gratefulness in our heart. Would you pray with me? Gracious Heavenly Father, we just uh, thank you for your love for us. We're thankful that we're able to get things working. We thank you for all the people behind the scenes that were, that were trying to scramble to get things going. Uh, we just uh, so appreciate that. Uh, Lord, we ask that as we move into this uh, holiday season, you know, we have, we've got Thanksgiving and then Christmas, that you would just really help us have a sense of gratitude that it would change our hearts, that we would see the green lights, and we would just enjoy those. And when we do have a red light or a yellow light, we'd understand that they're a part of that process. We just thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, Craig Grishel, as he winds up that message, makes a really good application. And he asks the folks to think of some things in their life that they really love, they really value. Maybe it's, maybe it's a, a relationship. Uh, maybe it's their job. Maybe it is a possession. There's nothing wrong with liking a possession as long as it doesn't own you. And they really enjoy that. Maybe it's something going on in their life. And then to take that item and then in an instant uh, think, pretend that it was gone, that it was taken from them, that it just disappeared. 
and think about the loss you'd feel, about the anguish you'd feel. You just kind of sit there for a little while and think about that. And all of a sudden, in a few moments, realize that, thank God, that thing is not gone. That relationship is still present. I still have that person in my life. I still have that job. I still have a relationship with my family. And if we would do that a little bit regular, especially moving into this week of Thanksgiving, I think we'd find that gratitude just overflows in our hearts and just fills us so that, again, we are just enjoying all redeeming rights. Well, thank you for bearing with us this morning as we had some technical difficulties and it all needed to come together. At this time, uh, we usually just uh, thank you for your generosity and sacrificial giving to Seneca Community Church. Uh, you can give by doing that online. That's what Cindy and I do. It makes it easy, regular giving. Uh, you can mail a check in if, that's, if you're feeling led to do that. We really appreciate that. Obviously, we're not here this week. Um, you know, there's the boxes. Uh, if you're a guest, we're just uh, thankful to have you here. Uh, just a reminder that uh, on the 29th, next week, we're planning on having an 8 a.m. service. Just the service, no kids' ministry going on. And then a 10 a.m. service. Please be continually thinking about the proposed budget for 2021. Uh, those are available at the con out, out at guest services. You can pick one of those up uh, through the week or um, next uh, Sunday morning. And so please take uh, care of that, know about that. Uh, we really do uh, hope you have a great Thanksgiving. And uh, i got to tell you, I am starving, Cindy. So if you're watching right now online, I'm going to be leaving in about 15 minutes, and it would just be wonderful to walk in and have a sandwich or something ready for me. So anyway, happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you next week. Take care.